the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The debates were a waste of time. They didn't waste my time because I didn't watch, and really they're a waste of time because they're so predictable. They're a waste of everybody's time. They all come in with their prepared answers based on focus groups. There were 12 people on the stage last night. Three might have a chance, and one of those three might end up running for vice president. But the reason it may have been a waste of everybody's time is the study put out by Moody Analytics, the study that they do uh, it trends state by state. And they came out with their first paper a couple of days ago, and they're saying that Donald Trump is, if not a shoe-in, the closest thing to it. If the nominee ends up being Betty Warren, she better get the Democrats as excited as they've ever been, because according to Moody's, that's what it's going to take to win the Electoral College votes. We'll come back with somebody from Moody's to tell you all about it, so stick around. We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean, and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. Pittsburgh homeowners rate Pella number one as a leading window brand. Susan wrote, We are thrilled with our new Pella windows and door. The installation process was superior to any other work we've had done in the past. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Wow, thank you, Susan. Low-pressure consultation plus expert installation. At Pella, it's just what we do. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. If you're worried about market volatility or the possibility of losing money in the next market crash, the time to act is now. Effective financial management involves identifying opportunities. And with a 10-year bull market run, markets around all-time highs, and a highly contested election cycle right around the corner, we have an opportunity now to protect what's important. Don't risk losing a significant portion of your life savings in the next market downturn. Call Hunt & Associates today, 844-366. Hunt. That's 844-366-4868. Hey there. What's up, bruh? Hello. Aloha. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hola. Hi. It takes a lot of voices to create the sound of us. The Y welcomes all of them with open arms. From career readiness to safe spaces, the Y is there, no matter who we are. Now, more than ever, they need your support. Support your local Y today. The why, or better us. Read by members of the why. When a counselor asked how much my husband drinks, I said, not that much. I don't know why I said that. He always drank too much. But I guess I'm so used to keeping it a secret that I didn't tell the truth to myself or anyone else. My husband has drinks with friends after work. He has a couple of drinks at home with dinner and a few more while we watch TV. Pretty soon he's shouting at me and blaming me for all of his problems. I just can't take it anymore. 
counselor recommended Al-Anon Family Groups. She said Al-Anon members have had experiences just like mine, and they would explain how Al-Anon is helping them. I didn't want to go to Al-Anon, but I'm sure glad I did. Is someone's drinking breaking your heart? You might be surprised at what you can learn at an Al-Anon Family Group from people just like you. Call 1-888-4-ALANON or go to alanon.org. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. So, as I said before the break, the debates last night may have been a waste of time. Right now, based on history, Donald Trump looks like a shoe in That's according to the, the people at uh, Moody's Analytics. They came out with their first paper for the 2020 election just recently. And the headline is, Trump is going to be president for five more years. Bernard Yaros Jr. is the assistant director of Moody Analytics. And he joins us now. Bernard, thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. So, Thank you, John. So were they wasting their time last night in Ohio with that debate? I mean, is Trump a shoe-in? So, so, so what our results did was um, we have three models that are, you know, are projecting the, the Electoral College outcome for the 2020 election. And, you know, if you assume that non-incumbent turnout, which is – and when I say non-incumbent, that's independents and Democrats – is at its historical average – Trump will win decisively. You know, he'll win. Um, we, we expect that he'll win 332 uh, electoral votes to the Democrats, 206. But again, that's assuming that Democrats really that there's no blue wave, that there's no enthusiasm really among Democrats, which is probably wrong, which is very likely wrong to assume, especially what we saw in the 2018 midterms when we when you saw record turnout. So if if uh, turnout among Democrats and independents is anywhere above average, then this becomes a much closer election. And we assumed, and if uh, if you get, if uh, non-incumbent turnout is at its historical maximum across states, then Democrats could possibly win this election, but it would still be a nail biter. Um, if you assume that everything goes well, that you know uh, that uh, Dems turn out, you know their their voters at maximum, you know at historical maximum levels, they would only win the electoral college by 279 votes to uh, to the Republicans 259 uh, votes. And if there's really one thing, you know, so it, it's it, I think our results is that, you know, this is still not a shoe in for Trump. And if there's another you know, key takeaway from our paper, it's that, you know, it's going to be, you know, this election, assuming that everything else stays the same for for Democrats, um, it's going to come down to three states. It's going to come down to Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania. And the two right now, the two states that, you know, in our when the two states that easily flip back to Democrats from, you know, from from Republicans is Michigan and Wisconsin. But the one that, you know, at the end of the day, it seems that this election will really come down to one state and that'll be Pennsylvania. So that's where, you know, a lot of swing counties or a lot of counties where Trump did much better than, you know, than any prior Republican candidate like, you know, Westmoreland County in Pennsylvania, Luzerne County in Pennsylvania or Washington County. You know, the the, the spotlight's really going to be on these areas as well as, you know, traditional, you know, major swing swing counties in the state like Chester County, Berks um, and obviously Philadelphia. So um, I would say, though, that some of these other traditional Swing states like Ohio, where the debate took place yesterday, and even Florida, these places seem to be out of reach for Democrats. Um, and, and that's just because, you know, Ohio seems to have, you know, turned more and more Republican in recent years. Flor- in Florida, it seems that Trump does have a lot of traction there. Um, I don't know if, whether it's because of, you know, his golf course there, but I mean, you, you did see since the, you know, since the primary 2016 primary when he even beat, you know, home Senator uh, Marco Rubio, he does have a lot of traction there. So if, you know, if I were the Democrats, I'd really be focusing on the three states, which are Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Michigan. Oh, that's what it came down to last time. And uh, you're really hitting home with that. I live in Washington County and uh, okay. the president is coming here next week to pittsburgh next wednesday mm-hmm. uh are you th- do you think we might be seeing a lot of him especially here in western pennsylvania because um that's where he really blew um hillary clinton away yes yes i, I think he's definitely going to be showing up 
in you know in western pennsylvania because if you look at where uh you know if you look at where he you know how he won pennsylvania it was really because he drove you know he drove turnout in these uh, you know in these areas around lancaster outside of uh, pittsburgh also in the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area, he really drove, you know, turnout in those areas. And, you know, he did worse compared to the average uh, Republican candidate in, in, in Philadelphia, but it still was not by, by that much. Um, so it was really in these areas that, you know, out in, in, West, in central and western PA where, I mean, if I were him, I would be focusing on those areas. So um, you and you're basing this uh, mostly on uh, economic projections of what's going what's going on and in, in, in specifically here in Pennsylvania and also Ohio and uh, Michigan. I'm sorry, Wisconsin and Michigan. Yeah, yeah. So our models have two different, you know, have two different sets of variables. So there's a p- economic set of variables and then a political set of variables. So the political uh, actually the polit- our political variables, you know, they're probably the most important in our model result- results because, you know, they're the ones that make sure that, you know, California almost always shows up blue and that a place like Texas almost always shows up red. Um, we also include there, you know, the approval rating um, and also just uh, other, you know, aspects like fatigue. So in general, you know, in general, voters will be reluctant to let one party stay in control of the White House for more than two terms with George, with, uh, which H, with H.W. Bush being the exception. Um, so those variables are very important, but you know our you know the, the the premise behind our models is that when it comes down you know these elections, what really matters in these elections is the marginal voter, the independent voter who's you know always teetering between the two parties, and our assumption is just that economics is what really drives this marginal voter in these swing uh, states. So the so the main variables that we're using, the main economic variables that we're using um, in our, in across our models is um, you know the stock market, the S and P 500, as well as gas prices, the unemployment rate, real uh, real personal incomes per household, um, and uh, uh, and and also in house prices. So it's and and the idea is just that you know the better the economy is doing, you know the more people will be happy with the status quo, and hence you know, vote for the, you, you know, vote for the incumbent party or the incumbent president. And right now, you know, probably what's helping, you know, even more than, a, you know, a, a sturdy economy right now, it, it, what's probably helping t- Trump even more than, a, you know, a sturdy economy is just the effect of incumbency. It's just very tough to dislodge an incumbent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you look at, you know, I mean, you look at, um, you know, Jimmy Carter, he was a one-term president, but the, but he was presiding over, you know, a, a time of a lot of economic turbulence. And, you know, it was really the economics that dro- led to his downfall, you know, in uh, in uh, in 1980. Um, and then even, you know, uh, uh, George H.W., uh, you know, Bush Sr., he was, you know, he what really, tum- you know, what really toppled him was just fatigue and all that. So um, it, it's, it, it's the fact that you know it's it's really the incumbency effect that's that's helping Trump, and the you know at the margins you know a strong economy is is going to help you know also Trump, but you know some of the, I think a caveat that we should mention here is that you know a lot can happen in the economy between now and you know election day. You know, we're at the top of the business cycle and it's very tough, you know, in, you know, not only to forecast elections, but also, you know, the economy at the top of the business cycle. And this is why you're seeing a lot of, you know, uh, gyrations in the in the stock market. We're seeing, you know, recession warnings from the bond market, you know, the Fed's cutting interest rates. So a lot can happen between now and Election Day. And, you know, in, in our paper, we, we highlighted a lot of these caveats and and one of the, I think, one of the biggest potential game changers, or one of the biggest biggest sources of uncertainty in, in you know, in our forecast, is would be the trade war, for example. And right now, you know, all indications point to a manufacturing recession here in the U.S. And um, a lot of the swing states, you know, in the farm belt and even in, you know, in, in the indu- in industrial states, including, you know, the Great Lakes states as well as um, Pennsylvania. These counties are structurally more exposed 
to the U.S. to to the fallout from the U.S. Uh, China trade war. So, you know, it still remains to be seen if we if there's a truth bet- truce between the two countries um, on on the trade front. But um, if there is no you know truce, and if there is even an escalation in the you know in these trade tensions between China and the U.S., you know that could have a further negative effect on some of uh, on some of the economies in these swing counties, um, in these industrial st- uh, states. And again, that could you know that that would make our you know that would make our results that that if if the data starts to show you know the the negative effects of that via a rising unemployment rate you know that would make you know then our forecast um which we'll be updating every month from now on will start to could start to turn less favorable to trump now um, what so, would, what um what would to to uh, use an expression what would trump trump Besides that, the trade war. I mean, uh, the if if the economy stays strong, and it, it's um, absent the trade war issue, it, there do, wouldn't seem to be enough time for the for the economy to take enough of a dive between now and next November to hurt him. Yeah. So again, the trade war is probably the most. You know, if 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 you if you wait and you know add a probability to a bunch of potential risks to him, you know the trade war is probably the is is the biggest risk for him. But in recent you know in recent weeks and months, you know there have been some other risks that have uh, cropped up, and I, I I think one good example is the September 14th uh, drone attacks on on the on Saudi oil infrastructure which sent oil prices you know rising uh, significantly in just over in just a day um, but however that you know that effect has you know gone away and you know uh, oil prices are back down to where they were before those attacks but again that just highlighted how you know that there's always that that just highlighted the fact that there's a lot of instability you know potential for instability right now in the middle east between especially between saudi arabia and iran and you know this would be a very very low probable prob, low probable but you know this would be a high risk for for trump is that let's say there's an you know let's say there's a you know a flare up in tensions between the two countries you know, you have more and, and which could lead to, you know, which would lead to, you know, an all out war between the two that would lead to, you know, a hundred dollar per barrel, you know, a hundred dollar per barrel um, oil, which would, you know, lead also to, you know, four dollar, you know, four dollar per gallon, um, you know, prices at the pump. And that would really severely hurt uh, Trump's uh, uh, chances. But again, you would really have to have gas prices rise to about four dollars per gallon to really hurt trump's uh chances um and again you know it's a risk it could happen but it's not you know it's not our base case um uh but that's another thing that could you know that would could immediately happen and and, and could hurt him. so if, if um, but as, go i'm sorry uh, yeah but aside from that i mean the other thing the other potential development that could hurt him would be if his approval rating really starts to decline throughout this uh, impeachment in- inquiry, mm-hmm. however, with that, I'm very, you know, I'm very doubtful that you know his his approval rating is going to fall. Um, we've looked at you know the approval ratings and like the, the fluctuations in in, appro- in approval ratings for all presidents going back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and even though Trump's uh, approval rating is the lowest on average compared to all other presidents in modern history his approval rating has been the most stable. So, you know, it's, it's been low, but it's been stably low and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't fluctuate that much. And, you know, what we, you know, in our, when we test our models, you know, to, to, if for accuracy, what, what matters more is the change in the approval rating, not the level itself of the approval wow. rating. Yeah. So, so a stable approval rating of Trump, you know, will is, you know, it, you know, the fact that his approval rating is just so stable is very positive, you know, is, is positive for his reelection chances. So it would really have to, you know, his approval rating would really have to sink, um, you know, by a couple percentage points lower over these next months to really, you know, ding him, you know, to really hurt his chances. But given that they've been so stable, I really don't know if that will happen. Um, again, this is, you know, we're in a, mu- you know, this country is much more partisan than yeah. it was back during the Nixon time mm-hmm. when, I mean, I mean, there you saw Nixon's approval rating fall by, you know, by tens of percentage points. 
Um, uh, so it's so it, uh, that, that's another risk to him. But again, it's not likely at all. We're so. talking to to, to uh, Bernard Yaros Jr. He's assistant director and an economist at the uh, at Moody Analytics. Uh, I have a few minutes left here, Bernard. What's the track record for accuracy there at Moody's, and how long have these models been used? So we've been doing these models, you know, since the turn of the since the turn of the century. We had a perfect record until 2016 when we got, uh, you know, we, we incorrectly called the election for Hillary Clinton. Um, and, you know, one of the main reasons why we got the 2016 election wrong was because it was actually due to the oil price variable. So if you recall back to 2014, 2015, we saw an, um, an unprecedented decline in oil prices and also in, in gasoline prices. And the, the model assumed, you know, that because of, you know, in large part that thanks to that decline in oil, in, in oil prices, that that would, you know, help the incumbent party, which was the Democrats mm-hmm. at that time, uh, much more um, than it actually did. Um, but we've learned from that mistake. And, you know, one of the things that we've learned since 2016 is that it seems that voters have much, you know, shorter attention spans than they ever did before. So in that sense, we're trying, we, we've um, narrowed the time frame for a lot of the, you know, the changes in our economic variables in order to sort of reflect that shorter time span, uh, that, that shorter attention span of voters. And the other thing that we're doing in this, um, in the, you know, this time around compared to before is just, you know, what we were talking about at the beginning of this interview that, you know, turnout mattered a lot in 2016. And especially, you know, there was a lot of unexpected turnout patterns in these swing states. So we're including a turnout variable in our models. And in such a way, we're able to sort of, you know, come up with the we're able to bookend a range of possibilities for, you know, for the election, assuming very high turnout, average turnout and very low turnout for, you know, for the non-incumbent for non-incumbent parties. Um, So in that way, I think, you know, we're um, we're just providing more color this time than ever before in terms of like what 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 the potential range for a range of outcomes uh, could be. I have so, um, I only have two minutes left here and I'm up against a hard break. So I want to get a couple things in here quickly. Uh, first thing would be a simple question. Uh, maybe it's an unfair one, but uh, based on what you're seeing right now, if the election were next Tuesday instead of next November, Trump wins easily. Would you say that? So I would say that. Trump would win easily if the Democrats do not turn out their voters. It, 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 um, he's favored to win. It's not a complete shoo-in, but he's favored to win. And the only thing that will save uh, Democrats is if they really get, you know, if they and really get... you're talking get about historical numbers to turn out. I mean, yes. like gigantic, yeah. right? Yes, yes. I'm talking about historical. If Democrats turn out in historical numbers... Um, then, you know, they can pull it off. But even if they win in 2020, it'll be, you know, it, it'll be, a, 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 you know, it'll be a squeaker. So this is, you know, the takeaway is that 2020 is really Trump's to lose. I mean, this, this really, this really, this election is really his to lose. And last thing, uh, I see where a $2,000 bet on Trump early in 2016 would have made me a millionaire. Mm-hmm. So what's, so what's a good bet this time? And you, know, and well, I, I, you don't get that kind of money, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you look at some of the prediction markets or, you know, like predicted.com and some of those, it, it seems like they are, um, even though some of the polls have uh, have Trump, you know, losing to some of the Democratic candidates, um, you know, it, it, you know, I think prediction markets are, you know, have, you know, understand that, you know, Trump has the advantage as the incumbent. Um, he has a good, you know, has a solid economy under his under his wings. Um, so they are favoring him to win. So, I mean, if you were to take the, you know, the, the underdog yeah. bet, I mean, you'd, you'd bet for the Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, one, and one thing, uh, you know, one potential misleading thing about some of these polls that show, you know, Democrats, you know, some of these Democrat, uh, Democratic candidates beating Trump is just that, you know, they're, th- th- that's more of a reflection of the popular vote. But as we know, you know, the popular vote doesn't win you an election. It's right. The, it's, it's the electoral college. Democrats so. are trying to change that. I, I'm, I'm out of time, Bernard. I, I really appreciate it. I could go a lot longer with you. There's a lot of interesting stuff here. Uh, real quickly, where can they find it? People find it. Um, 
I, so if you uh, just if you just Google uh, Moody's Analytics um, 2020 uh, election model, um, you should be able to access the our white paper. Um, uh, it, it's outside of the firewall, so it, it's open to everyone. Very good. Thank you very much, Bernard. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank and, you. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump says the United States has no business in northern Syria. We have a situation where Turkey is taking land from Syria. Syria is not happy about it. Let them work it out. We shouldn't be over there. The president spoke during a press availability as he met at the White House with Italy's president. He says that bringing troops home from endless wars is what the American people want. And that Senator Lindsey Graham's criticism does not mean much. Lindsey Graham would like to stay in the Middle East for the next thousand years with thousands of soldiers and fighting other people's wars. I want to get out of the Middle East. I think Lindsey should focus right now on judiciary. Senator Graham says he just doesn't want to see the reemergence of ISIS. On Wall Street, stocks finished in the red today. The Dow was down 23 points. The Nasdaq was off 25. This is SRN News. If credit card debt has you down, nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Are you ready to pay off your credit cards in less time for less money? Then call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. Call 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Jay Sekula explains the lies coming from the swamp. Adam Schiff made a public statement that he had no previous contact or a staff with the whistleblower in this case, right? No previous contact. Completely false. A completely false statement from Adam Schiff. His team had already spoken to that whistleblower over a month before. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250. The answer. Community Bank. City Mission. Number one Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. The Pittsburgh Steelers are expected to spend up to $25 million of their own money to expand Heinz Field's Great Hall merchandising store. While taxpayers should welcome the move, they'd really welcome Steelers paying fair market value for Heinz Field and taking full responsibility for it, including the paying of property taxes. Learn more about this topic and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking has been challenged since 1995. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Shulkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about a new car, truck, or crossover, now is the time to visit the team at Calusi. They now have the new 2020 Chevy Equinox in stock. So with select bonus cash and price reductions below the MSRP, you could save over $4,200 on select Equinox models. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. 1776 Freedom's Calling is hosting an evening with Dinesh D'Souza, best-selling author and documentary film producer, on Thursday, October 24th. This event's new location is the Antonelli Event Center in North Huntington, PA. 1776 Freedom's Calling is very honored to be the only committee in Pennsylvania collaborating with Dinesh D'Souza to inform the Commonwealth about the detrimental effects of socialism. Go to 1776freedomscalling.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
Parkway West, we do have an accident. It's off to the shoulder on the inbound side, approaching Carnegie. Jam up from 79 on down Parkway West outbound. That's seeing a delay Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. Heavy volume outbound Parkway East. Slowing down from Bates Street to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound delays Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Congested from Forbes Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Southbound 79. That's heavy from Noblestown Road to Bridgeville. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Mainly cloudy for tonight. Windy and chilly with a passing shower. The low tonight, 41. We'll stay cloudy tomorrow. Windy and quite cool with a shower in some spots. High 51. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, but not quite as windy. Lows around 40 degrees. Then a nicer looking day for Friday with sunshine and some patchy clouds. A high for Friday, 56 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we talk a lot about poop on this show, and we're talking about human poop, when I say poop, not because we want to, but because humans have taken to pooping on the streets of some of America's uh, nicest cities. We also talk a lot about bathrooms, because there's actually a debate going on about whether men should, you know, use the men's room. Karen Cataline is a social worker, an author, and a commentator, and she says this is all because we are in, what, and this is what she says in a recent column, she says we're in a hot culture war. Karen joins us now. Karen, thanks for being here. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. So uh, why are the examples that I just gave there signs that we're in a culture war? Well, I opened that piece, which is, by the way, at Western Journal, because uh, by saying that most common sense people have the sense that the world is upside down. That what's good is bad, what's bad is good, what's decent is terrible, what is uh, just downright obnoxious and indecent is now being explained as uh, we, ought, we all ought to be tolerant of it. And uh, as I mentioned, the very worst impulses of human behavior are now being not only encouraged, but elevated by the left. And, you know, you can't keep up with that much. I mean, think about it, the, the number of contradictions. It's amazing. It, it takes, forgive me, I'm, uh, I'm, um, uh, I, I like to say I put the, the Judeo and Judeo-Christian, so I, I occasionally can't think of any other word but a Yiddish word. It takes an incredible amount of chutzpah to, to demand that other people um, cleave to what you like and what you want when you change it every week. And you're, the, you're a hip, hypocrite with what you yourself are, are doing. Um, remember the 60s and 70s when the left used to lecture us about littering? You could not put a piece of paper, you know, uh, it was terrible. And we, we still do it today. We don't throw a piece of paper out our car window. But those same people think it's perfectly okay to trash an entire city with mounds of trash and uh, to defecate on the street. This yep. is insanity we're, like, we're living in, really. Yeah, and you call it pushing behaviors that used to be private into the public sphere. What are some other examples? Yeah, I think that's part of the leftist, the radical left. And, and, and by the way, they have taken over the Democrat Party. No, no question. Uh, it takes a lot of talent to make Nancy Pelosi look like a moderate and she's not. Uh, but in order for the leftists to actually institute cultural socialism, they are bringing out behaviors that really are very private, such as defecation, urination, sexual proclivities, and what have you. Bathroom, bathroom tendencies are now the subject of such great policy decisions, and yet that was the point of my piece, is to say, well, if they're bringing all this private behavior out into the public and making it a, a matter of public policy, what is it that they're shoving into the closet? And I thought for a minute, and I realized what they're shoving into the closet is what we used to revere in public, and that is our very ability to communicate and free expression and free speech. Free speech 
they're shoving into the closet. That's upside down. Yeah, um, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, well, uh, you gave a great example of uh, New York City. Um, I mean, I, I've all, I've I've noticed uh, over the years my grandkids. I was with my granddaughter a couple of years ago, and and we were in a, an ice cream place, and I saw her yeah. taking taking a picture of her milkshake or whatever you know her Sunday that she got, and I said, "What are you do- <laughs> What are you doing?" She said, "I'm I'm taking a picture." I said, yeah, "I know, but why?" She said, "I'm sending it to my friends." So there's a, there, what's happening now, and, I, and I've said for a while that, that, that billions of people having a pocket-sized video camera may be the beginning of the end of human civilization. Because it, if, if you don't have a picture of it, a video of it, or, or at least a, a still of it, but if you don't have a still or a video, it didn't happen. And everything you do yeah. has to be shared now. No matter, as you mentioned, including private things that you don't want to necessarily have shared with you. Have you noticed, too, that this is a perfect example of the culture war, the hot culture war I'm talking about? And as Breitbart said long ago, not so long ago, politics is downstream from culture. And that is that this leftist mentality that tends to always dictate culture from Hollywood to, you know, universities and K-12 and and what have you, the, the younger generation, they have erased personal boundaries from younger people. When you ask a younger person, are you sure you really want to broadcast your most private inner thoughts, feelings, and behaviors to everyone on Facebook or Instagram? That will live in perpetuity. That will live forever, by the way. Sorry to interrupt, but... Exactly. No, no, no. It's your show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, And they'll say, well, I have nothing to be ashamed of. And they don't understand governmental intrusion into people's private lives. And they, they have an un, unusually frightening level of, of trust that the government would never abuse those privileges to look inside other people's behavior that is not illegal, but simply something they'd like to use against you. We're a little more cynical us older older generation and i think that primes people for the kind of socialism that they're instituting we just have to be very very uh cautious and draw those boundaries anyway that's kind of why i wanted to write that piece we're talking to karen cataline and you you are an author and a commentator uh and um but it's interesting to me that you're also a trained from columbia university social worker uh, I got to believe that you're kind of in the minority as a conservative. I'm assuming you're conservative or libertarian. I don't know where, which way you go in that, but uh, social workers are not normally speaking the way you're speaking here today. Not in any way, shape, or form. I've always been uh, kind of marched to my own drummer, which is why I'm a conservative. I have certain small L libertarian views, but I'm a conservative. I, I do too, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and um, I'm I'm female Jewish used to be an actress social worker Republican and wow. so or conservative rather and if you are an individualist you know if you are uh, someone who likes to think for themselves and question everything uh, the conservative constitutional view in my opinion is your only option mm-hmm. uh, because the other side is pure lockstep collectivism. Yeah. Oh, so and you also talk in your piece uh, at the Western Journal about the loss of cultural boundaries, uh, including women uh, going topless. Which I want to tell you about a little story, yeah. I, a discussion I had with um, our female producer Aaron here in a minute. But just talk about what you wrote about there. That was merely one example. Right. Right. Of so many more. Um, this subject of boundaries is really one of my pet topics. I'm, um, I'm doing a, uh, a second edition of my book, Fat Lash, which was a memoir, but which is kind of going to be a transition into the politics that I, that I hold, you know, and, right. and my particular views. And one of the other ways that socialists are attacking our culture is by erasing boundaries, personal boundaries, Boundaries between individuals and their government, boundaries at our southern border, personal, I mean, uh, private and psychological boundaries. And interestingly enough, 
that is the crossroads between my social work background, which I don't practice anymore. I like to give advice, but that's mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and psychology, when I was practicing it, and I'm not exactly a spring chicken, um, was there was a lot of stuff about psychological boundaries of a person recognizing what is their problem and what is someone else's problem. Uh, and, and that's one of the building blocks of basic mental health. Well, what do you have today? You have uh, people telling others that if you're a snowflake, you know, it's okay to be a snowflake if you're left a snowflake. And if you're ultra sensitive about someone, something, it's someone else's problem. Mm-hmm. No, when I was doing treatment with, with others, if you're ultra sensitive, it's valuable to know your triggers, but only in so far as you can learn about yourself and how you react to things. It's a very, very different way of looking at things. But if you if you lump everybody together in one giant collectivist collectivist bucket, then uh, that's how you that's how you label people as nothing more than their identity. Um, everything they do is a collectivist push, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I, it, it scares me in a lot of ways that so many people fall for it. Because it erases their individuality. It yeah. says, I'm nothing more than my, in my case, being Jewish. No, I'm not. There's, that just happens to be one aspect of my personality or of my background. Uh, if you're black, that means that you're obligated to have a certain opinion. I mean, I'm not saying anything you don't understand, you right. don't know, but, no. but the, the problem is Repu- Republicans and conservatives are just not very good at being able to make this case sometimes. The one that I think is makes the case better than ever and why I'm not as depressed as I used to be <laughs> is Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is teaching everybody how to fight back, and some people are learning and some people aren't. Yeah. And you mentioned, though, the, the, the women going topless thing was interesting to me, maybe because I'm a oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even answer that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I that, went off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, I'll, I'll just, uh, what, what you wrote was that, that w- there, are, there are groups of, there's a group of women, or women are demanding that because men are allowed to go shirtless, they should be able to go shirtless. And, yes. uh, and, you're, and you're a prude if you don't go along with it. Yes, exactly. And, and that is, it's not that these socialists, leftists care about that. It really is just to stick it to people who are traditional (laughs) and Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I live in Colorado. That's my hometown. Uh, I did live in New York and L.A. and other places. But Colorado is the home state of Jack Phillips, the masterpiece baker, who was not not allowed to say no. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a motto. If you can't say no, your yes means nothing. If you're not allowed to say with your creative instincts and your creative talents, no, I'm not comfortable doing that, go down the street. If that's not okay, right. then um, what it really is is to turn everything inside out. So it's not surprising that all the women that once a year or more go topless so either they can get arrested in Colorado, they don't even get arrested, but they do it anyway, <laughs> claiming that they're they're fighting some huge civil rights issue right. by taking their shirts off. Well, that's another example of privacy going public and public going privacy. And what is it? We're not allowed to say, you know what? Put your damn shirt on. We're not allowed to say that. Yeah, <laughs> and the story that I when when I heard you were going to be on today, and uh, and this was one of the things you wrote about. I told Aaron a story about when I was in uh, Europe. I, I was in Barcelona, and I went to a beach that happened to be actually it was in, I saw naked women there, but I, women were topless. And what I said to Aaron was one of the things when I came back from there was I I noticed I, I have a wife and two daughters and I how when we'd go to the beach and you know how women have to go through all kind of contortions to make sure that they stay covered when they're turning over on the beach you know and their straps and all that and I said they just don't care about it uh, they just don't care so I, I actually kind of felt I felt. I, I looked at my wife and my daughters, and I thought, you know, maybe they have it right over there. But here's the problem with that: it does desensitize men to the, the you know, to that. And for, women should understand and take it from me: a man, that's not a good idea. 
to desensitize men from that because that's kind of one of the things that attracts men to women. Why would you want to eliminate that? It's just stupid. So, you know, the mystery is is good, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, this is the twistedness of leftism. They believe they can desensitize men from making breasts a sexual object. Right. Um, I, I beg to differ. I don't think they will ever be completely asexual because surprise to surprise uh, to the left, there really are differences between men and women. Yeah, that's and fading I too, happen yeah. to believe viva la différence. They want us to believe that men and women are exactly the same, except that that was last week. This week, they want us to believe that women are all victims and men are all perpetrators. So you can't keep up with the, the changing subjectivity of these folks who want to dictate. I mean, if you want to change your opinion, that's great. But when you have the, as I said, a chutzpah to demand that everybody else go on your wild LSD ride, then we have to stand up and say, you know, go on your merry way. Leave us alone. Yeah, especially government, <laughs> leave me alone. And, and I'm out of time, Karen, because uh, uh, I didn't get yeah. a chance to get into it. But part of the reason for all this is that they want to create chaos, as you write, and then call on the government to fix it. So um, That's right. Well, they can read more if they'd like at uh, KarenCataline.com. All my stuff is there. More about me than you ever want to know. Okay, Karen with a K, <laughs> K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E dot com. Thanks a lot, Correct. Karen. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. And, and we'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, Cobra. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. 1776 Freedom's Calling is hosting an evening with Dinesh D'Souza, best-selling author and documentary film producer, on Thursday, October 24th. This event's new location is the Antonelli Event Center in North Huntington, PA. 1776 Freedom's Calling is very honored to be the only committee in Pennsylvania collaborating with Dinesh D'Souza to inform the Commonwealth about the detrimental effects of social Go to 1776freedomscalling.com. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today, but now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to stag fans everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows, that's right, buy one MyPillow and get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. That's 800-716-8087 or MyPillow.com. Promo code STAG. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. 
I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, <laughs> I get it, you're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. I don't spend a lot of time reading The Hollywood Reporter, but I saw a story which I think is interesting because... I have thought, uh, people who like Fox News, and I I watch Fox News Channel all the time, and I like it, um, which shouldn't surprise anybody, but um, people who like to point to Fox News' dominance in ratings over MSNBC and CNN uh, sometimes forget that MSNBC and CNN are two, and Fox is one, and those two split the liberal audience, Fox gets the entire conservative audience because nobody who's conservative wants to watch the other two. So I've always thought that there was an opening somewhere, either for one of the MSNBC or CNN, to become more conservative or more down the middle to try to get some of the conservative viewers over, which they're too stupid to do. But I've thought that uh, somewhere along the line there should be a competitor for Fox News. Well, uh Someone named Sherry Redstone, who is the daughter of the guy who used to run CBS and Viacom. I used to work for CBS Viacom when they were the, and then they split, and now they're merging again. It's a three hundred and forty, they three. That's a billion dollar merger. But um, Sherry Redstone is quietly exploring a plan to launch a conservative. TV outlet meant to square off with Fox News, according to sources that told The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, they bought this uh, thing called Pluto, which Viacom bought for $340 million. They're about to launch an as-yet-unannounced streaming conservative news and opinion channel. And Redstone, according to this story, has approached current and former Fox News personalities about such a plan. Sources say, and she has spoken, according to this, with former NBC News host Megan Kelly. Uh, a rep for Kelly declined to comment. But uh, I think that that's a really good idea. Bill O'Reilly is out there. They talk about it being streaming and more of an online thing. I think there's an opening for a uh, for a station, a network, uh, not the Fox network, but conservative. And I think it might happen, and I think it's a good idea, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.